Very cool, yes. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for being here to worship, to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate Jesus and what he came to do. In fact, we're going to, to title our Christmas series this year, Jesus Came to Bring... And then we'll look at four different topics. Today we're going to talk about the fact that Jesus came to bring life. So go ahead and open your Bibles with me. Let's turn to the book of John. First we'll be in John chapter 12. We'll read one verse. And then we'll flip back over to John chapter 8 and look at several different verses. But in the book of John chapter 12 and verse 46 it reads like this. These are the words of Christ. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. So Jesus said, I have come as a light. He does not want you to live in darkness. He wants you to live illuminated. He wants you to, to live enlightened to the fact that God the Father loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him does not perish, but they have everlasting life. Now turn back with me to John chapter 8 and beginning in verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, now I need to give you the context here. This is a, this is a back and forth session. There's some things going on here contextually that that people are questioning Jesus and things are happening and he's giving them an answer and he's responding. And this is what he says in John chapter 8 verse 12. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Skip down to verse 30 and this is what he says. As he spoke these words many believed in him he said I am the light of the world and if you have follow me you have the light and as he was talking as he was declaring to them that he was light now all of a sudden people are beginning to see the light come on it's beginning to shine for them and it says they believed I love this passage because he's not raising a dead person he's not causing a person who is um, disabled to become physically whole, but yet he is just simply speaking. That is why Jesus came into the world. It's why he spoke these words. He wanted you to see who he was and you, what he wanted you to experience. He wants you to experience all that God is. He wasn't doing those miracles. He was simply speaking, simply declaring. The scripture says in Romans 10, 17, that Faith comes by hearing. And it's my prayer this morning. I hope it's your prayer this morning. That as words are being spoken. That through the power of the Holy Spirit. The wonderful transformation of God through him. That you would become illuminated. That those of you who do not yet know Christ as your Savior. Would be enlightened. And you would follow the light of life. For those of you who have accepted Christ as your Savior. I pray that this morning. That that light would shine bright again in you. That you would forget that in Christ you're a new creature. That the old things are passed away and new things are come. That you would understand that he has overcome your past. That he has 
with you in your present. And he is not going to abandon you into your future. He is Christ, the all-present for all time God of the universe. When we go back to that verse of John chapter 8 verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This is a life-changing verse, if you see it for what it is. And um, it's more than Jesus saying, will you tag along with me? Will you socially identify with me? Will you culturally declare yourself a Christian? Or will you be so taken with me that you will join me in life? That you will join me in suffering. That you will join me in serving. He says, I want you to join your life to mine. You see, this life-changing verse not only says that he wants to, to rock our world. But keep reading because he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me connects, submits, surrenders. That's what we're talking about there. Shall not walk in darkness, but have the light. Do you see it? It's not just going to be bright. It's not going to just be illuminated. But he says, you have me. He said it another way in another place. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. He says, you have me. That means when you wake up in the morning and the day is, a, is rough, you have me. When you fail, you have me. When somebody does you wrong, you have me. And he says, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. He says, in fact, when you have me and you surrender to me, he says that everything that happens in your life, I promise you this. I am going to cause it to work together for the, your good. But you see, here's the amazing thing. It's not just that you have him, and it's not just that he's there for you, and he says, I will cause these things to work together for your good. He says, I'm going to use you to be good in somebody else's life. So your moment, whether it's low or whether it's high, can be the, the avenue, the conduit to let other people see Christ. That's why when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, who do we call on? Jesus. When we're on the mountaintop, and we would, it would be so easy to say, look at me. We declare, look at Jesus. Surely nobody in this room got away yesterday without being at least enlightened to the fact that there were football games going on. There were some. Some of them turned out very well for you. Others, for you, it didn't turn out so well. But can I tell you the greatest storyline of football yesterday was not a game and not a score and not who's the champion? The greatest storyline in football yesterday was about a young man who had been a star. His social media was blowing up. Every highlight was him. And somebody else came in, rightfully so, that was better, took the job, and everybody thought, surely he'll leave because it's all about him. Because he needs to get his right now. And he didn't leave. 
In fact, he, he became as big a star to his team by showing how to live in grace through distress. And at the end of the game, was able to step in and lead his team to victory. When he was asked on national TV, why didn't you leave? And I think I'll quote it pretty close. He said, I put my life in God's hands. And this is what he allowed. You see, you don't only see the light. Others see the light. And when you allow God to take your circumstances for his glory, it not only works out for your good, but it works out so that others also see him. So when you're in a situation, when life is happening around you, don't cry out to God, let it end, let it end. But cry out to God, let me glorify you, let me glorify you. Now, let the human side step in. I am so tired of Georgia losing to Alabama. <laughs> I am glorifying God in my pain right now. Oh. oh, you see, that light who came so that you would not have to be in darkness. That light says, I want to be your shepherd. I'll guide you. I want to be your sacrifice. I'll pay the penalty for you. He says, I want to be your living water so that you never thirst again. He says, I want to be your bread of heaven so that you hunger no more. He says, I want to be your God. And this morning, if you know Christ, you have the light in you. The light of the world. Jesus spoke saying, I am the light of the world. John 14, 6 says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. And so when we begin to think about that light, when Jesus being the light of the world, it simply says this, I am the light of the world. Not I am one of the lights of the world. There are not other lights in the world. He says, I am the light of the world. And so the implication that Jesus just made there, when Jesus came to bring light, he says, there's counterfeit light. There's distorted light. There's reflective light. But all of that light, out of anything else, I am the light. If you want true light, you must come to me. But you see, I am the light of the world means that all the other, that all the world, everyone in, the, in it needs Jesus as their light. And there are many standing on the corners of the street saying, here's light, buy it. Here's light, trust it. And for a moment they step in and it seems to meet the need. But the ultimate need of light is the true light. Meeting of the need is the true light is Jesus himself. The other thing I think about that light is that it means that the world was made for this light. God so loved the world. He gave the light that whoever believes in him does not perish Going back to John 12, 46, Jesus said, I have come as light to shine in this dark so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. He's not talking about physical darkness. He's talking about personal darkness. He's talking about the meaning of life, the purpose of hope. He's talking about how to handle situations that are unfair. 
He's talking about how to walk through financial difficulties. Relational difficulties. And things that are just not clear. He says, follow me. Light is a major theme in the Bible. In fact, it's used over 50 times when it says in 1 John, for example, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. When God was in creation, he said, let there be light. Everybody, even people who have the light, understand the light. Even people who are walking in the light. Those people, we, us, all of us have dark days. You know the day I'm talking about, right? A meeting that you just want to avoid. A circumstance you just don't want to consider. A relationship that you just do not want to cross paths with the person. A phone call that you make and you hope that they don't answer so you can at least say, Hey, I called, you didn't answer. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, we all have those things. But Jesus said, as the light of the world, as the light who wants to be your light, he said, I have come for your dark days. I have come for your dark days of disappointment. Job 30, 26 says, but when I looked for good, evil came to me. And when I waited for light, then came Darkness. Have you ever felt that way? You looked for light and it was evil. I waited for light and came the darkness. You're hoping for one thing only to be disappointed by something else. Simple but accurate. At four o'clock yesterday, I turned on the TV looking for Georgia to win. And for two and a half quarters, it was a great day. So much so that Pastor Russell texted me and Davis and said, I am blocking y'all off the phone for this, till this game is over. I think he did. Until Alabama started doing well and then all of a sudden his little rude obnoxious self started back texting <laughs> But being the bigger man, I did not block him. I let him speak all he wanted to and then just humbly said, well played. But listen to me. When you get influenced by the darkness, you don't want to just live in your darkness alone. You want to bring somebody else with you. So what happened? I get another text. It's the final text. But it's a picture of Russell and Olivia going like this. Looking for another comment. You know, that's rude. Listen to me. I mean, not only did he go to the dark side. He reached out and took his... Pre Olivia, raise your hand. See how precious? He took her. He took her with him. See, that's why you got to always look to the light because you can be deceived. And once you get deceived, you will take somebody with you. Now, after time with the Lord and conversation with them, I think it's okay now. I'm not going to eat lunch with him. But I think we're getting there. There is hope for healing. But there will be dark days of disappointment. And you can't do anything about it. And what's going to happen in your disappointment is that your natural inclination is to look to the dark. 
And everything in you says, look to the dark. Woe is me. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. That's where you want to go. But the scripture says, fight the urge. Turn to the light. And the light is a lamp to your feet. The light is a path. The light will take you there. Follow it. You see, we need light in dark days of disappointment. We need light in dark days of distress. Because when disappointment comes, you can soon be overwhelmed. You soon begin to think, well, that turned out bad. Probably everything else will turn out bad. Job said it. He said, when I looked for good, evil came. When I waited for the light, all I got was darkness. That distress. Yesterday, Gail and I were out. And we were in stores and shopping. And not being as enamored with the shopping, I began to watch people. And then I especially began to watch people on their phone. And you could tell that they were stressed. They wanted to buy something for someone. But they didn't have the confidence in, in, in their own decision making. So they got on the phone. Hey, I'm here in this store. And they'd hold it up like the person on the phone could see it. And they'd say, how do you think grandma would like this? What size do you think she ought to get? Grandma may have needed a different size. Oh, I don't want to offend her by that size. And there was stress going back and forth. Distress. That's kind of minimal. That's kind of somewhat self-inflicted. But you see, there are, there are people right now. We had a family in our church this morning that came to lead life group. As they walked in the door to lead life group, they got a phone call. Mom's probably taking her last breath. You need to come on. Jesus says, whether you're stressed over your shopping <laughs> or whether you're stressed over or distressed over the end of life, whatever it is, he says, I'm the light. And I am with you. And that's when we cling to the promise. The light of the world does not ever go out. The light of the world does not ever leave me. The light of the world does not forsake me. The light of the world understands everything I face. He has conquered it. And he says that he will go before me. And that his banner, the one that's in front of me, is his unfailing love that knows me better. Than I know myself. Mary experienced distress. She said. Oh by the way angel. I'm a virgin. David experienced distress. I cried desperately for help. But it does not come. Help me somebody help me. What is your distress today? Finance, relationship, health, failure, addiction, disappointment, grief. The light of the world wants to shine on your moment and bring light. Stress, distress, comes when our expectation aren't met. Jesus has come to be light. 
to step into our situations and take us through it. In fact, we can have relationship problems and marriage problems. Roger wanted to buy Karen something recently, so he went to the pet store and he, he bought a parrot. He brought it home. And all the parrot would say is, let's make out. <laughs> Karen got sick of that parrot. And she said, Roger, you got to do something. He said, well, I tell you what, I'm going back to the pet store. I'm going to ask some questions. He went back in. He said, hey, that parrot I bought just recently. All it says is, let's make out. And my wife says, we got to do something. The pet store owner said, well, I have another parrot here. And this parrot says, let's pray. Maybe that will overcome the bad in the other parrot. He said, I want that parrot. He took it home. He's put it in the cage with the other parrot. The parrot said, let's make out. The other parrot said, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> I have no idea what that has to do with this message. But I LOL when I read it. So there you go. <laughs> Expectations distress lead us to places Jesus has come for those moments he's come for disappointment he's come for distress he's come for doubt John 12 35 says then Jesus said to them a little while longer the light is with you walk while you have the light lest darkness overtakes you he who walks in darkness does not know where he is going I have had those moments and I thought, this is the way, and this is the answer, and this is the direction. And the decision is made, and then all of a sudden, it's not the answer. And there's doubt, and there's frustration, and there's stress, and there's disappointment, and there's anxiety. And Jesus says, walk with me, I am with you. You know, there are plenty of reasons for us to lose our way. And Satan wants us to put our eyes on all the ways that we can lose it. And God says, turn to me. I will give you rest. Just curious, how many of you this week had the thought or made the statement, I'm tired. Or there's just too much to do. Did anybody have that? Yeah. Man, distress, disappointment, doubt. Jesus says, turn to me. Let me be that answer. You've got to know where you're going. And you cannot control the circumstances. You can't control what I do. You can't control what other people around you do. You can't control the economy. You can't control a lot of things. But what you can control is that you fix your mind on Christ. The light. We have right into the entrance of our home. A light. And... Especially in the summer, not so much in the winter, but especially in the summer, we have our bugs trained. Every one of them knows about what time we turn on that light and about what time we take the trash out to the trash can. So they line up. You got to hear me. They line up. They get in line. It's very neat and orderly. But the second you crack that door, they all fly to the light. Then Gail says, 
shut the door. You're letting the bugs in. I'm going, how am I going to get out? She says, I don't know, but shut the door. I don't want the bugs in the house. We need to be lined up like moss in the summertime. That when the moment comes that we fly to the light. They don't say there's a door in between me and the light. They don't look at the obstacle between them and the light. They're waiting for the opportunity to get to the light. I want to encourage you that don't look at the obstacles because Jesus says I have come to knock down the obstacles. And I want to give you the opportunity, the choice, the the privilege of coming to me at the moment that you can. Jesus says I came for dark days of disappointment. I came for dark days of distress. I come for dark days of doubt. And he says, I come for dark days of depression. That's when things seem like they're going to cave in. Like, what's the use? You feel like giving up. It's what I feel about rooting for the Falcons and the Bulldogs. What's the use? (laughs) I'm about ready to roll tide. I'm telling you. (laughs) No. But you begin to think that because you think about this. In the last 22 months, the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. There they went. Go ahead. 11 months ago, Georgia blew a 21-point lead, 21-point lead, and yesterday, what well, I don't know what they blew. But Teddy, at least I'm not a Tech fan. <laughs> no, but listen to me. It can get you there. And again, that's a very simple illustration Please don't take something that I make in a light statement and and not apply it. But that's exactly what happens. You wake up. You try. There's constant pain. There's constant defeat. There's constant phone calls coming. Where do my bills? How am I going to pay my bills? All of these kind of things start to happen. And pretty quickly you say, I will just give up. And that's when we don't really look at the bank balance. We just say, I want it. I go get it. And we add to the problem. Or... I know that I don't need to eat this or drink that or take that. But we just do it because we've gotten to the place of what's the use. And you see, when you start with disappointment and it leads to distress and it takes you to doubt, if you don't quickly get an intervention, if you don't invite Jesus in to take over, you do get to depression and you do shut down and then life begins to spiral out of control. Jesus says, I came for those moments. The scripture says, Lord, you are my light. You dispel my darkness. You see, that's the antidote. You're the light. You dispel the darkness. Again, go back to John 8, 12. I'm the light of the world. He came to lighten up our days. How does he do it? First of all, Jesus dispels my darkness by encouraging me. When I am disappointed. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saved those who have lost all hope. Today, have you lost hope? Turn to Jesus. You say, I don't know what to say. Just say the name, Jesus. The power is in the name. And you say, Jesus, I don't, you don't even know how to, you don't have to say, I've lost hope here or there. You just know you have and you cry out to him, Jesus. He encourages me in disappointing times by reminding me I never go through them alone. 
He said, whoever has the light has me. He encourages me by helping me realize that he has a purpose for my life. Jesus dispels my darkness by encouragement. Jesus dispels my darkness by strengthening me when I am distressed. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, some of you need this verse on your refrigerator, your mirror, your dashboard, the screensaver on your phone. I have the strength for all things. Through Christ, I'm ready for anything. I can handle everything. And in it, God, let your name be glorified. God, if today I bring you the most glory by walking through the valley, then God, I want to walk through the valley to God. Today, if I can bring you the most glory by being on the mountaintop, then put me on the mountaintop. You see, Jalen Hurts had to get in the valley to appreciate the mountaintop to get the opportunity to say, I put my life in God's hand. And so many times when we get in the valley, we don't turn to the light and we don't let the light dispel the darkness and we throw up our hands and we say, what's the use? God says the use is I have a purpose for your life. If you will trust me, I will take you through that valley and I will let you be a witness for me. He guides me. He strengthens me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans. He guides me when I'm doubtful, when I'm confused and I don't know which way to go. John 8, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Gail and I are going through a situation right now. We don't know which way to go. We don't know. There's two ways and both of them have some degree of merit. And we were in a doubtful moment that was, had already had distress. And we were going, I don't know what to do. And Gail, just going down the road, bowed her head. Father, we want to bring you the glory. Make it abundantly clear. I wish she would have said, make it abundantly clear to me. She didn't. She said, Lord, make it abundantly clear to Chris. I had to go back and say, I won't be distressed. You're the light of the world. <laughs> but immediately after that, the phone rang. And the person on the other end made it abundantly clear that the direction we needed to go was not that way, but the other way. You see, when we're doubtful, you don't walk in darkness, but you have the light. What's keeping you awake at night? What's churning your stomach? What's causing you to twist and turn? What causes you to say, I don't know what to do and you just can't sleep? In that moment, Jesus, you're the light. I'm looking at you. In that moment, Jesus, you show me what to do and I will obey you. Jesus, if I'm afraid, you give me strength. Jesus, if I'm weak, you make me strong. But I'm going to call on you because you are the light of the world. And it's a focused light. It's in your life. Mikhail Gorbachev said... We in the Soviet Union have changed our opinion on some matters such as religion. The moral values that Christianity has generated and embodied for centuries can help in the work of renewal for our country. That's not Billy Graham. That's not Tony Evans. That's Mikhail Gorbachev. 
He's saying, this is what, and he said it back some time ago, but he said, this will help. And listen to me. Christ will help. He encourages me. He strengthens me. He guides me. But he also changes me. When you have reached that point of depression. What we want to do or what we want to have happen. Is somebody to walk up to us, pat us on the back. And say cheer up, it's going to get better. What we want to do or what we want to have happen is we want somebody else to take over for us and make it right or make it better. What God wants us to do is turn to Him, look to Him, recognize that He's the light, trust Him that if you need cheering up, He's going to send the person. Trust Him if you need somebody to, to be your cord of three strand that He's going to bring them to you. But realizing the help didn't come from the pat and the help didn't come from the person, but the help comes from Christ. And we look to Him in all things. He said this in Ephesians 5.13. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. It is possible for light to turn things it shines upon into light also. You say, oh, this is the darkest day of my life. Look to the light. Let the light shine on you. And watch the light turn you into light to be a point of light for somebody else. There is great satisfaction and endurance that can be gained through your situation when you realize what you're going through. That somebody else has got the strength to stand up. Sympathy says, oh... Empathy says, I've been there. I'm on the other side. Come, let me show you how to go. The best way to get to where you want to be is to follow somebody who's already been where you want to go. And that's why we gather in the name of Christ. That's why we share testimonies of the victory in Jesus. That's why we come together as small groups. That's why we cry out to one another as friends. Because we are looking for people who have gone to the other side. They have passed from darkness to light. They have recognized that light comes from Christ. That Christ is light. They have recognized that he is freely handing out light. Wants you to take it and then make you light for others. You see, Jesus is the sun. That makes you the moon. You're the reflector of the light that is shining in your life. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which, is, which thing is true in him, in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. How do you get there? For some of you, there's no doubt in my mind. That the first step is to embrace the light. Jesus, your light. I've been looking for counterfeit light, false light, reflective light. Today, you are the light of the world. I'm looking to you. Come into my life 
and be my light and then make me light. In other words, it's called being born again. For others, others of us, believers, we have got to recognize the hope of the world rests in Christ. That the truth that the world needs rests in Scripture. We've got to recognize that we walk through valleys. The purpose of God comforting us is not for us to be comfortable, but for us to become comforters to other people. And if you don't ever have to be comforted, then how are you going to know how to comfort? You allow God to take you where he needs you to be so that you bring him the most glory with the life that you have. So for some of us, there's no doubt in my mind, the answer is salvation. For the others of us, the rest of us, it's daily surrender, daily submission, daily looking and walking in Christ and saying, God, today my flesh and my heart wants to go this way, but I choose because I embrace and believe the truth. I choose to look to you. And you will be my protector. You will be my provider. And God, if leaning on you for protection and leaning on you for provision cost me something, then God, I trust that you've told me you will meet my needs and I will bring you glory in what seems to be the disparity or the discrepancy or the frustration today. See, I told you, Gail and I were going through something. We had to make a decision. And in that prayer, when she said, God, give us direction, she said, God, you're my, our provider, and we'll trust you to make up the difference. Are you ready today to trust God to make up the difference? Because everything you read and most everything you watch and most everything you read, not everything you read, but most everything you read, says, get yours, fight for it. If you don't do you, who is? Jesus says, I've already done it back there on the cross at Calvary. And today, I am your sufficiency. Today, I am more than enough. I don't care who tweets. I don't care who posts. God is enough. Do you come to him today for salvation? Or do you come to him today for recommitment that says, I will surrender it all to you right now. He is the difference maker. Jesus, I thank you that you are light. You're not momentary light, reflective light, counterfeit light. You are true light, an ever-burning light, an eternal light. One that never flickers, fades, goes out. And God, that we can trust you. To transform us from darkness to light. We can trust you to make us light for others. God, give us the strength to walk through the valley with you. Give us the humility to give you the credit when we're on the mountaintop. God, give us the courage to, to step away from our will and Satan's deceit. And to say that we will follow Christ. We will trust you. Lord, give us the courage to, to surrender our lives for salvation or simply for daily obedience. God, I'm amazed that you appointed this time for us to be here.
together today. And God, I thank you that we have worshipped you in music. I thank you that we have been led by children. I thank you that we have an unfailing and an always true word to rely upon. And the Holy Spirit to be our interpreter. And now God, as we have this time of response. Help us to know how. As we do every week, the invitation is to come to Christ for salvation. The invitation is to, to come to unite with this church to be a part of our family. The invitation is to come here to the front and pray or to have someone pray with you. or to, or There are many things. You can do them publicly or certainly where you are private. But please, for this moment, block out everything. And turn your eyes to Jesus. Look full in his face. And let his light shine so that you will hear his voice. God, we thank you for this time. And we trust you with it in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand as we sing. I invite you to come if you need to respond publicly.